So uh, it's it's an interesting dynamic at the house right yeah, now. So and that's go, why Quasey's here today. Yeah, <laughs> with, with, with bags under his eyes. He goes, get me out of the house Aww. for a second. <laughs> little break, little break. Little break. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, family of three to a family of five overnight. Ooh. That's fantastic. Yes. Many, much, much, much congratulations to you. Thank you. So there's a, there's a lot more conversation going on, uh, uh, both nationally as well as in the local markets, talking again about what's happening with the real estate market, uh, the slowdown effect, and people starting to uh, be a little bit more concerned about it. Um, again, we, we've, you know, what, I've, what I believe is that what's happening is healthy, Absolutely. that we're going, to get, we're, we're, going to, we're going to see normal uh, appreciation percentages. Uh, it's not going to be abnormally high like it's been. Uh, but uh, the existing data for it that's just come out is uh, for the third straight month, existing existing home sales have fallen. Uh, inventory is increasing. And uh, we are seeing single-digit growth. Oh, my gosh. Single-digit growth yeah. in appreciation. So uh, also on a national basis, uh, one of the uh, largest uh, home builders, uh, Pulsey, their stocks are down about 5%. Their orders are down 1%. So it's sort of interesting when you start to look at it from a home building standpoint that with a lack of inventory, with what's going on in the marketplace, that their orders would be going down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would think that you'd want to build more to try and ease the inventory pain. Do you think? I mean, I don't know. I'm I, so, that's why I'm putting it out there. Yeah. yeah, I kind of wonder because there is an increase in, in inventory and in resale inventory, and the competition's a little bit, you know, it's it's a little bit slimmer out there. You, there's fewer um, multiple offers. People aren't having to, you know, race as quickly as they were. We're seeing fewer review dates. So maybe builders are saying now's maybe not the time to dump all these properties in yeah. the market. Well, and I I agree with that, and I definitely think that you also have to remember that they have to project out two, three years, depending on their jurisdiction, where they're trying to get permits. They got to go through feasibility. So they have to predict where the market is going to be, not where it's at right now. Good well, point. I'll, I'll give you a great example. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, I'll give you a great example. Like D.R. Horton had a, a couple of uh, projects going on in Kirkland, for example. So when they were uh, doing the property development, getting the property ready, to build the homes, they were projecting the uh, home sale prices to be in the high sevens at that point in time. Well, now that the homes are being built and that project is moving along, all those prices are in the million plus range. Right. So from from the, the projecting out, I agree with, but you know they were projecting even if you project that at an at a normal appreciation rate, given where, given where things are at, they're going to be in a pretty good. They should be in pretty good shape, you would think. Yeah. Well, um, Dr. Horton is a little bit different in that they they pay cash for all the land, whereas some other builders out there they're going to leverage the land, and that's just you know they're definitely in a in a in a tough spot. Whereas Dr. Horton, as long as they get a good price on the cash, their vertical cost to build is going to be about the same because they have their crews and people, uh, so that's not going to change much. But you know what they end up selling for is. So D.R. Horton is, a, is definitely an, an outlier, but, you know, if you're financing the land, you're going to 
the leveraging of that is going to be your well, your holding costs are going to be a lot higher for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, the number to the show is eight four four talk one hundred one. So again, uh, the number to the show is eight four four talk one hundred one. If you find yourself uh, being out there in the market, and maybe you've been on the fence, or maybe you've been in, in the background. Or maybe you've had a few offers that, that have been rejected. What's your status now? Are you, get, are you getting ready to jump back into the market? Or what's your feeling about it with where things are headed? Uh, you know, over the last couple of years, obviously, house prices have gone up so much that uh, people's incomes, have, they haven't been able to keep pace with it. So they're sort of priced out of the market. Now with things slowing down, it doesn't change the fact that prices have been elevated so much. Well, we've been talking about this for years, I feel like, um, and Kwesi, jump in, but I feel like this has been something we've been saying it can't continue, it shouldn't continue, it's not a healthy market, we need to get back to a balance, and to me, what's very ironic is we're getting, we're still not in a healthy market. Let's get real. <laughs> right. But yeah. we kind of started making some adjustments and, oh my God, the sky is falling. Well, it's not. I mean, yeah. it's not at all. This is such a great opportunity for buyers and sellers. Yeah. Well, and, and even the the average person who really isn't keeping up to speed the way that we are, what they're seeing is, okay, prices are increasing extremely high. On the lower end and in some of the outlying areas outside of Seattle or your Tacoma areas, some of those people still aren't out of the weeds from the recession. So you see those home prices get to a point where, okay, I can actually get out. You're going to start to see more inventory in those lower end uh, home prices. And then that is ultimately going to affect our median, which is what a lot of people are talking about right now. Oh, our median price has dropped for the first time in, you know, however many years, which is true, but that could just mean more sales on the lower end and not as many on the high end. So, and when we talk drop, I mean, theoretically, we're not talking drastic. We're not, I mean, we had somebody call the other day on a pretty inexpensive, you know, $345,000 piece of property and they wanted to go come in 60,000 under. And it's like, you know, we can have that conversation, but chances are we're not there. We're yet. not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're still looking at one and a half months with one and a half months mm-hmm. worth of inventory currently. That's nowhere near what the normal market yeah. needs. Yeah. I mean, uh, typically it's four to six months, probably closer to six months. And then you have a healthy, mm-hmm. robust market that can be that caters both equally to the buyers and sellers. But still, it's the seller's market at this point, don't you think? Yeah. Kwesi, what are you seeing as far as clients maybe coming back in the market, buyers especially? We've definitely been seeing a huge increase of people coming back, um, especially. And and we're very proactive about reaching back out to some of our clients, um, just saying, hey, look, this is a property that you would have bought six months ago. And, you know, it's been on the market for a while. This might be a good opportunity because there was a lot of people that burnt up a lot of cash, pre-inspections, driving around. I mean, it, it, it took a toll on some people. So we've Emotionally. Been seeing a lot. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to feel defeat over and over again. And honestly, this is, a, this is so much better. This is fun almost. You actually have time to shop and make decisions and, and you don't feel like you're overpaying for something. Well, and I think the huge increase that we've been seeing is the people who wanted to sell and then buy. It's like, okay, there's a little bit of breathing room here. Let's see if we can, you know, potentially 
you know, get a contingent offer done. Whereas before we were like, man, oh, you're looking in this area. Uh, yeah, that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Let, let's strategically go about this. Let's take a look at pulling a home equity line. Let's talk about doing a bridge loan and, you know, pricing strategy for your house. But, you know, depending on where you're at and what your circumstances are, uh, there might be some opportunities. So if you're out there listening and uh, that's that's your situation, you're thinking about selling uh, and want to be contingent and want to buy another house, give us a call. Tell us your scenario where you're where you're selling, where you're going to be buying, and maybe we can give you some good information. Well, you know, it's, it's funny when I look at this because we, we've been doing the show now for, you know, three-plus years, and we've highlighted some of the markets where we think there would be a, a, you know, some pretty good growth. And uh, about two and a half years ago, we spoke about Burien. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, about a year and a half ago, we started talking about White Center a little bit. You know, how there's room for growth, there's room for appreciation, um, and, you know, some of those things. So it's it's very intriguing to me to see where the next outlying spot will be. So we can probably talk about that uh, in the next segment as we get uh, – as we start to look at some of the communities. Because obviously right now people are being priced out. They're being pushed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when that comes into play – uh, where do you go? Where do you, where can you still maintain a healthy commute where you don't sacrifice too much personal personal time for the business time that you're trying to acclimate? Um, so when it comes to things like that, uh, we'll definitely talk about that as well. Um, let me see. Oh, here's an interesting fact: thirty to thirty-two percent of the buyers out there are first-time home buyers. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, it really is. Huh. Is, I, I mean, yeah. that's what it is on a national basis, you know. And then um, when you look at that, I don't know whether that's going to be quite that percentage here, but that's yeah, that would be an interesting uh, yeah. uh, topic to uh, to research. I feel like we have a young population that's fairly affluent here, so I would guess that we're close to that. Absolutely, yeah. Cliff. We'll get right to you in just a sec. Uh, we're coming up to a break, so folks, the number to the show is eight four four. Talk 101. Once again, 844-TALK-101. Do you have questions about a reverse mortgage? Ask the voice of lending, Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. She's now available to take your questions in person. It's Lunch and Learn with Laura Keel. This is Laura Keel. I would love to personally answer all of your questions about a reverse mortgage. Can a reverse mortgage be used to create a line of credit, buy a new home? Can a reverse mortgage reduce or eliminate current mortgage payments? If you have questions about a reverse mortgage, just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA and register for the August 1st Lunch and Learn at laurashomeloans.com. Sign up now for the Lunch and Learn on August 1st at laurashomeloans.com. Laura has helped thousands of Northwest families with their important decisions. If you have questions about a reverse mortgage, just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA and sign up for the August 1st Lunch and Learn at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CO4044, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hey, it's Dory Monson. 3010 Weight Loss for Life has been such a great long-term sponsor with me. And over the years, I have seen them transform not just me, but so many of my listeners' lives. I've seen people who have lost 50 or 100 pounds. The 3010 program was created by healthcare providers with decades of experience and expertise. The doctors and the clients love 3010 because they make it so easy, effective, and delicious. And the team at 3010 
3010, they're super supportive. They are in it with you. They truly care. Created by those healthcare providers, 3010 makes it clear, easy, and it simply works. When I went on the program, lost 25 pounds, took me five or six weeks, you know that you can trust 3010. You'll lose weight while you're learning how to live and eat healthier. That's where the for life comes in. So if you're ready to look like a different person and feel so much better by the end of summer, get started right now. 855-843-3010. 855-843-3010. Or 3010weightlossforlife.com. 3010, you're worth it. How do we succeed in retirement? Find out from those who know. Hear from keynote speakers, world champion football coach Mike Holmgren, Kerry Kasem, Rajiv Nagayich, and many more. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Individuals, families, professionals gain deeper understanding of the essential components of retirement planning, health, housing, finances, family, and legal. Explore the pitfalls of traditional retirement planning. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Register at SeniorMatters2018.com. Learn how to advocate on behalf of your clients, your family, yourself. SeniorMatters2018.com. Register now to experience this immersive event with direct access, breakout brainstorming, and inspiring insights. Retire successfully. SeniorMatters2018.com. Sharing the latest news and exchanging insights on the mortgage industry and all things real estate, this is Street Talk. Now, with an ear to the pavement of our Northwest stomping grounds, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk. It's your real estate show on all things real estate. Let's go to the phones and talk to Cliff. Good morning, Cliff. It's Chris here. What's your question this morning? Chris, my question is: Is that uh, I've had? Uh, uh, I'm a vet and been through some serious back surgeries. And about two months ago, I was uh, recovering from one in the hospital, and you guys had someone on from the state of Washington that had uh, a program that would uh, help people to, if they needed funds, to move from one place to another. I've got a VA loan that's you know burning a hole in my pocket that I can go get a loan, and I got a good chunk of money that would allow me to buy a decent house but I've got to buy a house that's in the right place that I don't have property taxes that are going to kill me because I don't have any income, uh, of, of, so to speak, beyond that. And also, I need some help to move. And uh, I'm wondering if you can give me the name of that person because I was that organization because I can't find it. Uh, great. I don't know if that was this show or not, Cliff, honestly, um, but I'll certainly do the research. I know there well, are... I don't know pro- your name because I, I, I remember the, the, your, your accent. Oh, <laughs> was it a woman, Cliff? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, it was a yeah. lady from the state of Washington. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that would have been um, from the the Washington Washington State Housing Finance Commission. Yeah. So, what I can do is I can give you the website. Probably. Yeah. So that would that's, be that, that's, that sounds official enough, anyway. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Uh, it's a, it's a mouthful for sure. So the website is wshfc.org, I believe. I'll, let me type it in. Can you say that again? Wshfc. Hfc. Boy, you know I remember that because I, I had just come out of a surgery and I was up like in a brain fog trying to write this down, and I remember it was some weird thing like this. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so it's yeah. wshfc.org. Org. Org. 
Okay, okay and then they'll, right. they'll have all the contact uh, information, any specialty programs uh, for low income, uh, for moving things, anything that, that applies, they'll be able to provide you that, with that information. And WSHFC stands for the Washington, Washington State Housing Finance Commission. And they're basically there to basically increase home ownership and uh, help people that don't have a down payment saved up. Uh, they have specialty programs, again, for low income. Uh, they have teacher programs as well. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of the things that we do at Laura's Home Loans as far as those types of loans. Um, and we've, okay. had great, we've, we've had great success with them. So when it comes to that, uh, oh, you know, give them a call and let me know. You, let guys, me, you guys work with them? Yeah, we absolutely, absolutely do work, work with them. We use their programs all the time. All right. How would I contact you? Oh, uh, my direct line, I'll just give it to you right now, is 206-856-5438. Okay, great. And do you understand what I mean about trying to find the right house without going to over-property tax myself, that I can't live there for more than a couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing to look at, too, when, you, when, you're, of, or when you're of retirement age, you can actually apply to the, to the county and actually get a, a senior exemption. So, in other words, even though property taxes have oh. gone, property taxes have gone up normally this year, uh, due to a variety of reasons, obviously with what property values are doing. But with the senior exemption, uh, basically that'll knock it right back down again. So you're not going to feel that burden as far as the property tax goes, and that's strictly based on income and age. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. So, so there's ways to mitigate the, the, the property tax problem. Okay. Exactly. Well, I want I, I, I definitely would like to chat with you for a while. Okay. Well, give me yeah. give give me a buzz at the office, okay. and uh, I'll be happy to uh, walk you through some of the stuff. All right. Thank you very very much. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to the phones and talk to Jim. Good morning, Jim. It's uh, Chris here. What's your question this morning? Hey, Chris. Um, yeah, I was. I've been thinking about Seattle and uh, in its shadow, uh, Tacoma, and uh, it strikes me that Seattle has been kind of the the girl you've been dating, and then you suddenly realize one day that her little sister is actually a lot less snotty and has a lot more potential than the girl you're dating. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there's a backstory there. Uh, okay. well, there's, Do you know Chris personally? <laughs> that's what, a that, that, that's a great analogy. Okay, <laughs> so, so you um, know where I'm headed with that. I just like hello. Really impressed with the, its charm and its growth. And I, I, I'll take my uh, your answer off the air if that's okay. Oh, absolutely. By your thoughts. Absolutely. So all right. Thank, thank thanks. Thanks for the call. And great. Actually, it's a fantastic question because we've been talking about. Seattle, the enormous appreciation that's occurred. I always say, I always say Seattle proper. So in and around Seattle, pretty much around the lake. I mean, property values have just exploded. I mean, you're looking at 15 to 20 percent appreciation for the most part. And then, you know, you see Carnation, uh, North Bend, those areas, even though they're not around the lake, they've had great appreciation as well. And we've spoken about Tacoma a few times on the show just because of the renovation, the downtown renovation that they've done. The waterfront. The oh waterfront. Oh, my gosh. It's Rustin so Way. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Just all the thing. In other words, there's some planning going on there. And they seem to have their heads screwed on correctly. No, mm-hmm. no offense to the ones that don't. But, I mean, for example, you know, as soon as the, you know, we've, we, 
I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we've spoken about the head tax and about what the Seattle Council was trying to do in relation to imposing a, a head tax to, put, you know, to generate money for the housing situation. But they were going to do so at, at the hand that feeds you, mm-hmm. right? You're going to go after the larger corporations and basically tax them to a high limit. Mm-hmm. Well, that all went away. But Tacoma jumped right up and said, gosh, we're not going to do that to you. Yeah. You know, come down here. Establish your headquarters down here. We would never do that. Well, and I heard uh, I, have a, I have a really good friend who lives down in Ruston, and uh, I haven't personally done this research, but he said they were talk- there's talks of doing a fast ferry from Tacoma to, I want to say he said South Lake Union maybe, or somewhere in Seattle. But, but it was interesting because you know exactly what they're trying to do. They're going after that market that says – Home prices in Seattle are extremely expensive. You can cut down your commute. You can have a great trip, easy trip, you know, as far as the commute. And uh, you can get a great home in a great area at a great price. Well, I mean, I've actually met more people probably in the last six months where people are taking the train mm-hmm. yep. from Tacoma to Seattle. They actually walk in Seattle. They take the train and they're not dealing with... You know, the traffic, the roads, and this, that, and the other. They have their laptop. They, you know, they have the Wi-Fi. Sort of what Microsoft does with their buses, because they drive all around to Maple Valley, to Duval, bring them to the campus, right, and then take them back. So they're not sitting there in the car getting frustrated and just wanting to, you know, punch something while you're sitting there waiting for the traffic to move. So when you look at that, uh, Tacoma has a lot to offer as I do a lot of the cities that are further away, if you can navigate the commute, depending mm-hmm. on where you want to work. I mean, nobody wants to, uh, you know, uh, work in uh, Lakewood and then drive all the way to Seattle. I mean, that, that would be, that, that's a poke your eyes out type of commute. But if you can navigate it. <laughs> no, I love the analogies this morning. <laughs> wow, we're on it. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just, but there's still great values in Tacoma. You know, it's funny. Last week I was actually looking at uh, multifamily units down there. Mm-hmm. And, um, whoa, right, Quasi? Yes. Very nice places. I mean, really nice places. Four fifty, five, five fifty for uh, duplex, triplexes. Amazing. Now, the rents are different. I mean, they're definitely not the same rents that we see here in Seattle, but, you know, look at the properties you get and the prices. Well, me and me and Chris were just talking about this opportunity that I came across, uh, eight-unit uh, building it's in Lakewood, um, and uh, he's selling it right now at a 10 cap, uh, and you could easily turn around and... Uh, and probably get, you know, 11, 12, just with a slight increase in rent and have the tenants cover the utilities. I mean, it's a great opportunity, um, but those opportunities are out there. They are, right? yeah. And uh, you just got to be in conversations with people. And, you know, we're still trying to, you know, work something and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, find a find a home for that place. So it's, yeah, uh, I still feel like there's, a, there's still a lot more to happen in Tacoma. Like, they, yeah. you know, there's, there's, they're, they're doing a lot, but they're still sort of, if you want to go phase one, phase two, phase three, you know, they're, they're sort of in their phase one, you know, nearing the end of their phase one. And right? doing a really good job with and it. And doing a really good job with it. So, therefore, uh, there's opportunities there for sure. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to go a little bit younger, 
Uh, <laughs> older. I, mean, I don't know what the analogy would be, but yeah. you know, if you uh, there's opportunities to be had. There Get in sure. on the baby phase. Yes. Yes. There we go. Exactly. I'm, I'm done with the baby phase at this point. <laughs> uh, but I do want to jump in and just say, you know, I was looking at the stats. Tacoma up 13.5 percent uh, year over year from this time last year to now, which is more than Seattle or the King County mm-hmm. area. And their inventory is still below one uh, one month of inventory. So Tacoma is still an extremely hot market. And what people don't realize is Tacoma Port is actually one of the top 10 ports in the entire country. Mm-hmm. They Everybody talks about the Seattle Port because it's so high, but Tacoma is still top 10. So a lot of production going through that port. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, there's there's a lot to be had there. So the task for the next segment is, so we've covered Seattle, we've covered Tacoma. What what areas in between potentially uh, would be good for those buyers out there to uh, maybe try and invest in? Or up north. Or up north. Absolutely. Great point. Or maybe east or west. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. We'll, we'll get to that in the next segment. 844-TALK-101. We'll be right back. For decades now, when neighbors and families were ready to make a move, they'd call me. Hi, this is Laura Keel, and now it's time for me to make a move. Introducing Laura's Home Loans. When you're considering a reverse mortgage, refinance, renovation, or new home, please consider Laura's Home Loans. My family would be honored to offer you the personalized service we're known for. Just ask. Call one 833 Laura's Home Loans. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CO40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. This is my dream house. Do not lose this one, honey. Meeting opens at 320000 $320,000. The highest offer doesn't always get the house. I'm real estate broker Rebecca Mitsui, and I can help you get the best home in the hottest neighborhood without overbidding. My grandpa was a fisherman, and he was able to retire early because he invested wisely in real estate. What can real estate do for you? Visit me at realestategotogal.com. That's the number two, realestategotogal.com. Do you have questions about a reverse mortgage? Just ask. It's Lunch and Learn with Laura Keel. This is Laura Keel. I would love to personally answer all of your questions about a reverse mortgage. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA and register now for the August 1st Lunch and Learn at laurashomeloans.com. Sign up now for the Lunch and Learn August 1st at laurashomeloans.com. Questions? Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CO40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hey, it's Story Monson for 3010 Weight Loss for Life. It's the local weight loss program created by healthcare providers with decades of experience. Doctors and clients love 3010 because they make it easy, effective, and delicious. It was about four and a half years ago. It took me five, six weeks to lose 25 pounds. I know people who have lost 50, 100 pounds. Are you ready to start living healthier? Give them a call, 855-843-3010, 855-843-3010, or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. There is love and safety in a life plan. And a thorough life plan will address your health, housing, finances, and your family. Trust an experienced life planning coach to help you create a life plan for your family. See Rajiv Nagayich at Aging Options Live. 
Nobody goes into retirement hoping to spend time in a nursing home, becoming a burden on loved ones, or lose assets to uncovered care costs. Yet, most retirees do. This is life planning coach Rajiv Nagaj inviting you to join me at the next Aging Options live event where I will show you how to create clear retirement goals and develop a coordinated life plan. Take the first step toward your life plan. See Rajiv Nagayic at Aging Options Live. For details and upcoming events, visit agingoptions.com. Life is a family affair. Know your options. Visit agingoptions.com. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. When it comes to the mortgage industry and real estate, know the ropes, the ins and outs, and all the curves. This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, with a panel of industry insiders here to take your call. Now, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk. It's your radio show on all things uh, real estate. So... You know, let's talk about the areas a little bit. Um, you know, we, we've spoken about it before. It seems like there's, you know, there's a few things that you look for in areas that you, where you want to maximize the appreciation, if you will. Uh, one's obviously going to be walkability, neighborhood, uh, public transportation is becoming a much larger part of that conversation mm-hmm. than it was, say, a decade ago. Uh, what other things are important and what neighborhoods do you see potentially, you know, having some growth in front of them? Schools are always important, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No question. No question. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go south and I'm going to say I'm going to say Des Moines. Oh. I'm going to say Des Moines. And here's why. They have a light rail up at the top of 200th. They're going to continue to bring it. A little bit more south, which I know that they're working on now. I, I was actually talking to a, a client who they're going to, um, they're doing eminent domain on their condo building. Really? Yeah. So they're selling out uh, the condo building and they're going to take the light rail there. But anyways, I like it because proximity, 509 is no longer like the hidden freeway to Seattle. But it's still not as jammed up as I-5 is. So you have light rail, you got 509, and they have a nice waterfront down there. They're really doing, they've been doing some uh, some work and development down there um, towards the waterfront and down in the little downtown area. Uh, I like Des Moines. I think, it's, yeah. I think it's a great area. And the value that you can still get in Des Moines while prices are increasing, there's still great value to be had in Des Moines. I actually like North a little bit. I uh, I like the Northgate area. I like it because it's really close to Seattle still, and the light rail is just about there. It actually looks like this space age thing going through by the uh, by the mall there. But I like it because there's a real variety of types of homes there. You have some new construction. You've got some really older, cute little craftsman style homes. You're close to the U District for those people whose kids are going to be going to college. Um, and there's multiple ways to get out of there to get downtown. Um, definitely, you know, you can do Aurora, you can do I five, you can do Fifteenth, all sorts of all sorts of opportunities. And you know, shopping, the mall's right there. It's you know, I think it's a great spot. She Prices always brings well. that up first. The mall, shopping, shopping, <laughs> mall shopping. Close. We're, we're, uh, yeah. <laughs> We're not stereotyping. We're not stereotyping. No, not at all. all. This is just Lisa, people. This is just Lisa, and we love her. But 
She well, brings, always brings that up. Forget restaurants and grocery store. They're Where's, shopping. Yeah, well, they're shopping. Yeah, luckily, restaurants Where they're shopping, there's restaurants and grocery stores. That's a given. And also, no mention of bars. Yeah. Oh, Where okay. I'm bringing that up first. Okay, yeah. that's priority. No, so, I need I mean, walking distance, people. The other part about Northgate, which is, to me, you know, everybody talks about how malls are starting to die. You know, the, 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 the idea of a brick-and-mortar store coming to an end. But if you do the renovation or if you, if you develop, if you go to some of the malls around here, you go to Bellevue Square, if you go to South Center, I mean, good luck trying to find a parking spot. Yeah. I mean, it, it is jam-packed, and it's jam-packed all the time. I mean, there's a ton of restaurants there, which brings the lunch crowd in. But even during the day, in the afternoon, evening, there always seems to be – you know, not not a ton of parking available. So to me, that I means it's pretty healthy here. Other parts of the country, I, th- I think, may be struggling. But the uh, renovation project that that they're, that, they're, that they're going to do to the Northgate Mall looks to be superb. Oh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. You know, they're going to put some they're, they're going to put some condos, some apartments, create some open Business. airspace. There's actually going to be less square footage for the brick and mortar stores, more more shared spaces, so to speak. Uh, but that's a situation where less is more. Mm-hmm. You know, so to your point, I think further north too. I mean, if you depending on where you're at, I think Linwood for a while had some great values at the tip of I five and four or five. I think there were some great values to be had there. I think the cat's out of the bag on that one a little a little bit. Um, you know, Snohomish. Uh, you know, up up north of the east side a little bit towards Everett that area. I think there's some great values to be had there. Again, if you can navigate that commute. So, and across the water, we talk about that a lot. There's some mm-hmm. great opportunities. Bremerton, Bainbridge, you know, Kingston. There's awesome, awesome. Yeah, and I think that, there. again, just like what we talked about with, with Tacoma, being able to navigate the commute where you have the train, obviously across the waterway, you've got the, you got the passenger foot ferries now. You've, mm-hmm. You know that the, some of them are still to be implemented, but just the ferry system in general, I think that's going to continue to improve. And... Uh, You'd much rather be on a boat, again, with Wi-Fi doing your thing versus sitting in a car. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, too. You know, Quasi, I don't know if you're seeing this. I'm assuming you are. But people are being proactive. They're looking ahead. The foot ferries are coming. The light rail is mm-hmm. coming. And so they're looking to those areas knowing that if they buy now, you know, the home should be appreciating substantially once those, those things are in place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, you, you look at this. And there's actually some pretty good foresight on the planning side for the respective communities. When you, you know, the ones that, that do a decent job saying, gosh, let's, fi- try, let's try and find a way to implement this or let's try and find a way to make this more of a proactive thing instead of reacting. I feel like sometimes we're behind the curve. I mean, if, if you look at the, the like, uh, for example, the, uh, the, the road construction that we have around here, we're constantly behind. Right. Mm. You know, it never seems like, oh, we, we, we're going to fix this. We're going to put this overpass in. We're going to do that. All that does is it just seems to push the blockage further down the chain. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't speed traffic up. It just makes yeah. it, oh, let's spend a few billion dollars, <laughs> do this. So we gain five minutes. Yeah. Right. Well, it was when we were talking about Tacoma, I was thinking about it. I didn't say anything. But that project by Tacoma Dome, that has been going on for so long. But uh, I drove down there when I was going to that eight-unit uh, building down there in Lakewood, and I drove by. I was like, man, they're actually making some good progress uh, on this thing. It's actually starting to take uh, take form. So it'll be interesting to see once that's all, well, all the, done 
you know what that does for the commute there. Well, also, yeah, if you if you do drive to Tacoma, I mean, obviously your your hotspots there are Fife and the Tacoma Dome bend right there. I mean, it just slows down, mm-hmm. yeah. and you, you you have nowhere to go. Yeah. So, you know, we always talk about knowledge, knowledge being power, so to speak, right? Bankrate did a survey, and on this survey, they asked people what their mortgage rate was. So, out of ten people. How many people do you think didn't know their interest rate? Well, you already gave us the answer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what would you have thought? I would have, I would I would have, have thought, thought at least, Yeah, I would have thought at least five or six yeah, out of ten. I would have too. 50% of people. I would I, have I, too. I, I give people the benefit of the doubt, though. Okay, so hold on. You're saying <laughs> what that, does that mean? Uh, you're saying at least half the people would know their interest rate. Yes, that's what so I'm saying. That, therefore, you're saying that half would not. Yes. Yeah. And that's giving people the benefit of the doubt. No. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll sort of He take... has twins. I know, I know. He sees a... so he's... <laughs> he has dad brain right now. Uh, no, no, I just no. <laughs> However, you're you're trying to look at it as a percentage like I'm split down the middle, which yes. I am. However, we, we know and we're interested when I talk to clients and I talk about this all the time. People don't even care what their interest rate is. They really don't. Be honest, Chris. You know this. You work with them every day, all day. They don't care what their rate is. They say, what is my monthly payment and can I afford it? So they're not concerned when they go to sign on the dotted line what that looks like. Is it a fixed rate? Is this going to be my payment? Boom. Actually, it's... Yeah, I I side with Quasi there. Boom. Daddy brain? (laughs) No. Coffee. Boom. Okay. Okay, <laughs> sideways, side, sidebar, three out of ten people did not know their rate. The reason I say that is that in this height of increasing rates and you don't know what your interest rate is, it's amazing to me that we still get calls now and again from somebody that has like a 5.5% mortgage. Mm-hmm. So, And they've been in that mortgage for six, seven years, right? So... The opportunity to have refinanced and, and, and lower that payment or, you know, be able to make larger principal payments. To me, with, especially with all the knowledge that's out there, you know, you should, you should take a look at the finances and see where you're at and take a good look at can you improve your financial situation? Because basically, to your point, the bottom line is what's my payment? What am I paying out? So that also goes to what's my mortgage payment? What's my car payment? What are my credit card payments? Or what, what, what's my total outlay? Can I mitigate that? Can I improve that if you own your property? Especially if you've, if you've bought in the last two or three years, there's, a pro, there's probably a decent amount of equity that's going to be within that house that you can use to consolidate. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have a 4% mortgage. But you may have $100,000 in outlying debts that if you could potentially consolidate that, you could actually lower your outlay by five, six, seven hundred dollars $700 a month. So that would be a good deal even if your interest rate went up mm-hmm. because then you have that five to $700 available for other investments or for savings or for whatever it is. So uh, to me, I, see it, I, I do agree with the most important part is because that's what we talk about all the time. What, what, what's the most that you want to pay on a mortgage, especially, especially when buying? Mm-hmm. Do, I don't really get into interest rates at all. I just talk about what, what you want to pay for, what, what do you want to pay monthly on your mortgage? And then we just back into 
the, the actual dollar amount that that would represent on a mortgage. Well, and Lisa, I'd love to hear what you think about this, but I think this is something that we have to put on that number right there. That needs to be put on our industries, real estate and mortgage industry. We should be reaching out to our clients, talking about what's going on in the market, updating them on their home's value. Hey, by the way, what's your interest rate? Now, for some of my clients, we know. So we have a file on them. We know what they're at. Or maybe we know that they've refied. We're not going to have that conversation. But if we're not reaching out and we're not educating people, then they just don't know. Because they're working their 9 to 5. They're coming home. They're doing you know, whatever they do after they get off of work, they're not thinking about this on a day-to-day like us. Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we get busy with life. Yes. Folks, the number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Once again, 844-TALK-101. Do you have questions about a reverse mortgage? Ask the voice of lending, Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. She's now available to take your questions in person. It's Lunch and Learn with Laura Keel. This is Laura Keel. I would love to personally answer all of your questions about a reverse mortgage. Can a reverse mortgage be used to create a line of credit, buy a new home? Can a reverse mortgage reduce or eliminate current mortgage payments? If you have questions about a reverse mortgage, just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA and register for the August 1st Lunch and Learn at laurashomeloans.com. Sign up now for the Lunch and Learn on August 1st at laurashomeloans.com. Laura has helped thousands of Northwest families with their important decisions. If you have questions about a reverse mortgage, just ask. Call 1-833-ASK-LAURA and sign up for the August 1st Lunch and Learn at laurashomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CO40445, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hey, it's Dory Monson. 3010 Weight Loss for Life has been such a great long-term sponsor with me. And over the years, I have seen them transform not just me, but so many of my listeners' lives. I've seen people who have lost 50 or 100 pounds. The 3010 program was created by healthcare providers with decades of experience and expertise. The doctors and the clients love 3010 because they make it so easy, effective, and delicious. And the team at 3010, they're super supportive. They are in it with you. They truly care created by those healthcare providers 3010 makes it clear easy and it simply works when i went on the program lost 25 pounds took me five or six weeks you know that you can trust 3010 you'll lose weight while you're learning how to live and eat healthier that's where the for life comes in so if you're ready to look like a different person and feel so much better by the end of summer get started right now 855-843-3010 855-843-3010 or 3010weightlossforlife.com 3010 you're worth How do we succeed in retirement? Find out from those who know. Hear from keynote speakers, world champion football coach Mike Holmgren, Kerry Kasem, Rajiv Nagayich, and many more. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Individuals, families, professionals gain deeper understanding of the essential components of retirement planning, health, housing, finances, family, and legal. Explore the pitfalls of traditional retirement planning. The Senior Matters Conference, September 7th and 8th at the Linwood Convention Center. Register at SeniorMatters2018.com. Learn how to advocate on behalf of your clients, your family, yourself. SeniorMatters2018.com. Register now to experience this immersive event with direct access, breakout brainstorming, and inspiring insights. Retire successfully. SeniorMatters2018.com. 
Maneuver the road of real estate. Now, back to Street Talk with Chris Davies. Welcome back to Street Talk. Again, it's your real estate state show and all things real estate. So here's another interesting uh, statistic for you. Year over year, or over the last year, April to March, 21% of the international buyers have dropped out of buying U.S. real estate. Okay. I kind of feel that, but why? Well, it's just interesting from the standpoint. So in other words, they saw the foresight three or four years ago to get in and buy, 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 typically on the higher end, right? Yeah. Or commercial. Or commercial, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And now they've seen sort of what's gone on. So now they see, the, see, the, see it flattening just a little bit. So they backed out. So again, what I'm saying is, is that shows you that there's not as much competition for the homes. Homes can stay on the market just a little bit longer. You don't have that, that phase. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, some of the uh, conversation that we have in our investor group is why people do what they do, especially especially international money. Sometimes they're just buying property to park their money to get it out of wherever they're at. Right. Yep. And so, you know, if if there's opportunities there, then they're going to take advantage of the opportunities. And maybe there was more selling of that opportunity and maybe, you know, there's not as the opportunities aren't as abundant as they were, um, but there's still some opportunity, I think, especially in the commercial space. I think there's opportunities to be had. And I'm kind of surprised when you think about it. I mean, personally, I always feel like this is it's the time to buy is when prices are a little bit lower for investment, mm-hmm. right? So it is a little surprising to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, no matter where you're at in the country, whether it's San, whether it's San Francisco, San Jose, uh, Colorado, yeah. The Midwest, New York, uh, Miami, people are still buying and selling properties in those areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's, you know, you have the low-hanging fruit, so those deals were easy. Now you have to work for it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of having double-digit gains, now you've got uh, single-digit gains. But your price point's higher. Well, and what were those gains? We were, we were talking about this off-air, Chris. What, what were the appreciation historically, and then what are they are right now? You remember? Well, way to put me. Well, you. Well, I think you said six percent, right? And you say six percent was the appreciation year over year. I want to say King County, right? Or correct. Um, and so, so if you take that month over month, six percent is still good. It's not double digits. It's not twelve. It's not fifteen percent. But man, that's unsustainable over a long period of time. So six percent growth. Where are you going to get 6% on your money? I don't know. And going back to what we talked about earlier, is your income increasing by 6%? Mm-hmm. And so, right? So you, there's that balance that you have to try and meet. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, oh, what, what I was going to say is the price point's actually a lot higher as well now compared to what it was two years ago. So you, when you're saying, 18% or 15%, that 15% would have been on 400. Now you got 6%, say on 600. Mm-hmm. So even though the outlay is bigger, you know, so I mean, it all comes to play. And uh, Pat just texted me. I and know, said, me too. He just said, he, he, he just said that he strongly disagrees with the uh, uh, foreign investor idea <laughs> because of the fact that the Chinese are making it harder to invest over here. So there's probably some of that going on as well. My or, question is, why isn't Pat with clients right now? 
Ooh, oh, that's, that's between the two of you. <laughs> Shot but, over the bow. <laughs> exactly. So, in other words, there's, there's a, it's not just as simple as just taking the, the, the you know, the, the global view of it. Hey, this, this many people have dropped off. There's going to be circumstances as well, but I bet you that part of the reason is going to be due to the fact that they're not getting their double-digit gains. There's going to be other areas that they can put their money into uh, or other parts of the country, per se, where they can put mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. where they can invest. So when you look at it from that perspective, you know, it's still a great, I, th- I still think there's great deals to be had in this market, whether it be Seattle. You know, you don't have to search as hard, but there's still other markets like what we mentioned in the previous segment uh, of where you can buy. It's just about, you know, the commute, which it always is. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about much here uh, lately at all is the upzoning that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, there's 27 urban villages that are up for upzoning. And I think they're going to have the vote in September. Yeah. yeah. Keep keep pushing it back. Keep pushing it back. It, it, and it was, I thought it was going to be in June of this year, but then I just heard that it was pushed back to September. I just talked to them on last uh, Wednesday to get some information. And they said, yeah, September. And then they hope to have an answer by February. Mm-hmm. So an answer by February. So in doing some of the research, right, the developers, they're supposed to have – you know, X amount of square footage of the development going to low-income housing or to make housing more affordable. I mean, that's what, this, that's what this whole program is about, making Correct. housing more affordable. But the developers will have the option of paying a fee. Correct. Where they don't have to do anything for affordable housing. Correct. And that fee, uh, according, to the, uh, according to what I read, was going to be anywhere from... Five dollars to thirty-two seventy-five per square foot. Per square, square foot, foot is the <coughs> is the key. Yes, but to me, again, if the, if the developers start a project, if you start it today, and let's say, for example, you've got ten fifteen percent appreciation that occurs from the beginning of the project to the end of the project, and it's this fantastic, it's this cat's meow. They'll pay that fee, and they'll they'll cast that fee onto the buyer well the buyer or the the actual homeowner yeah when they go to purchase and i think the way that it's being pitched is that oh well the developer is paying the fee yes technically they are paying the fee but they are equi- they're calculating that in their performa and saying okay we're going to have to pay this fee so we're going to pay less for the property like like everything else, permits, supplies, all that gets wrapped up, and it's part of an expense. Uh, or they'll what they'll do is they'll go with cheaper materials to mitigate that per, oh. per square foot cost. So it's not going to be quite. Maybe it's going to be not a plus plus grade. They'll go with a B plus grade, mitigate that cost, and so that way they can just go ahead and sell the whole thing and profitize on yeah, it. Yeah, and I think I think the one thing to that's key there is. I understand that, yeah, they're going to be able to pay the fee and they're not going to be able to build affordable housing. However, we were just talking about earlier in the segment, we're cre- we have more inventory coming onto the market, which there has softened our market a little bit, which we most people that I talk to that are in the industry actually feel like this is healthy. This is good. So I don't necessarily think they have to build the affordable housing. I think they're actually going to create the inventory, which sub- – just supply and demand will create affordable housing because it's not going to be as crazy. You're going to have a lot more inventory coming onto the market. Chris, what are the numbers? I know you got them right in front of you of uh, units that they say that are going to be built. 
It was 50, 55, 5700. Uh, they said with all the upzoning changes, they're, they're suggesting that there could be up to 11,000 units by the year 20,035. I mean, that, that's a lot. Okay. Yeah, 5,500 just from this upzoning, but with the previous upzonings that have been done, they're saying that the total amount would be about 11,000. And I just want to make this one other quick point because I know we're running low on time. For those people who aren't getting upzoned, but you currently have the zoning that somebody wants to develop, maybe you're even under contract right now, their MHA, which is the other part of HALA, MHA fee is going to be applied to you when uh, it is passed. So if you're under contract and the developer or the builder says, hey, I need an extension for this, I need an extension for that, or especially when they start coming at you about price reductions, you need to give somebody a call. You need to get a second opinion because that is going to be very, very key because people aren't betting that this fee is going to pass on to them because they already have the zoning, but it is. All these hidden expenses. The other part of the, the other part the, the the other part that I question here is they're going to charge if the developers do pay that fee. Who is going to utilize that fee for the benefit of the lower income housing? Because there's been, there's there have been programs before that generate flows or cash to try and mitigate the housing situation, but we haven't done it successfully so far. Yeah. Well, I definitely think that's going to be, and I'd love to hear what you have to say on it, Lisa. I, I think that's going to definitely be something where certain areas pay into the fund, but those funds get allocated into a different area. Those That, that money is not going to be spent in, in a specific really? uh, urban village. of No, there's no way. Huh. There's no way. Well, if those areas are so attractive, I mean, anything, mm-hmm. that, anything that qualifies for low-income housing, eventually they're, they're going to find a way to, to, to make money on that. Exactly. So, I mean... That doesn't really solve the problem in those given areas. Correct. So what are you going to do? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough problem to handle mm. and certainly not something that you're going to think about overnight and say, here's the solution. However, I think when you, ch- when you start charging these fees, there should be a pathway or at least a general map of what, what it is that you're going to do. And the, a big part of the frustration comes in is that people don't know what's happening when it's happening, and so they're sitting on properties and don't know what to do a lot of the times. Or yeah. the city's done a poor job and hasn't, you know, gotten the word out to, hey, your property might get upzoned, and you know they're getting all these letters in the mail, you know. So it's an interesting issue, and I and I hate to throw the city under the bus on that, but it's just a it's a big task to handle to mm-hmm. raise awareness to all those people, but. That's the reality. Well, you need. I think you need a, per, a person that deals with just that. Mm-hmm. You know, just that position and come comes up with a plan. Having twelve people or whatever the number is, you know, trying to figure it out makes it makes it tough and difficult. A lot of great topics today on the show. Um, Lisa, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, people can give me a call, a call or text. My number is two zero six nine five four. 3555, or you can email me at francis.crowthers at compass.com. And Quasi, how do people get a hold of you? Best way is to call or text 206-854-4132. If you've got a property that needs fix or flip or development, give me a call. I'm your guy. Perfect. And folks, if you need any, any questions about financing, Chris Davies at Laura's Home Loans, give us a call there, 833-ASK-LAURA. Thanks so much and have a great day. Chris Davies, MLO 105.